Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Long Birds and that. Birds and that. We fuck it. I want to do birds and that. I, I, I know I'm not in it, but I'd love to watch it. I want to be a segment. We came in each week and we, we just talk love with them. Talk love with Adam. Because <laughs> Stu, said, we talked about this with Stu, and he said that there's there are eyes on Ball Street, and we need to make sure that we're above the line of decency. Oh. And I get that there's there's some some misogynistic and. and Angle, but a 22 year old, good looking, strapping young lad yeah. in Adam. It's just, yeah, he would have a from him, field day. We, if I looked like Adam when I was 22, yeah, I you, would have had an absolute field day. If you look like Adam now, you'd, you'd have a field day it's now. Like, come on, I can hold my own now. No, you can't, well, you can, but no, you've not. not a, Adam's kind of it's natural. I ain't got Adam's genetics, have I? No, no. All, all this is your great charisma, great character, some, yeah. some great lines. Does it work? Adam's. It's got it all. Adam's a different level of animal. There's 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 a young lady in Sainsbury's around the corner from our from from, from where we work, and she, she's, famous, she? she's a an absolute rocket. A rocket, and I'm sure a lovely person as well. Yeah. Uh, but I want Adam to go and chat her up just so I can live vicariously through him. Okay. Uh, Is she young? She looks. Yeah. I mean, she's legal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not. Yeah, I don't mean. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? I've got a daughter. <laughs> You know what I mean? Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, at least 20, 22, 23. Twenty-two. It's a good zone for Have you seen her? How old are you, Ash? No, Sweet zone. Yeah, 22. <laughs> 22. Let's take him in Look there him. after this. I love that, man. Yeah. All right, so yeah. Long Ball Street Podcast, back once again. <laughs> back in your life. All up in your mama's ass. <laughs> what? What have we just chatted about? Well, the line. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. There's a line all in your mama's ass. It's no, no fun being above the line. Uh, That's the problem. Not, this is, is this is something that I, I constantly worry about. I'm here with Matt Wilson as all, as always, and James Alcott. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, Bull right. Street and great touch for a big lad. Thanks, mate. You need to get any street. I know Matt doesn't like it, but it means the world. What? You don't like other promotion for other podcasts. I don't. I don't. No, I don't. But like no, the promotion of, for other podcasts. He's Let's one of our own. Putting this on me, I know he's one of our own. I, he's putting this on. I just know that you know what I mean. There's a there's value to these things. Well, just there's a fucking. <laughs> you know, we pay James a very heavy salary. You know what I mean? It is heavy. A very heavy salary. I accidentally saw his payslip. Exactly. 
I didn't really. <laughs> no, it, it, you know, everyone's pacelet comes on like a little piece of paper. Like, ah, James is that big. <laughs> <laughs> Just because <laughs> of the zeros. <laughs> no, I like those big checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big checks. Yeah. Same amount, but it feels yeah, good yeah, to yeah. him. It feels a bit better, yeah. yeah. And he makes us walk in with it. we like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone yeah, has to yeah, clap. Yeah. And there's like, I don't know, Terry Woke. Oh, no, he's... Yeah, sorry. No, not, but we have to bring him uh, Matt Holland, John Aldridge, people yeah. like that for him. Yeah. John Aldridge this week. Mm. Met John Aldridge. How was it? John Aldridge. Um, John Aldridge was. Joe, you know I feel bad because I may have said. Not things about John Aldridge in particular, but. You've been slagging off John Aldridge? Tiny bit. Well, in front of him? Yeah, which I don't want to go into. To his fa- you've been bullying is, John Aldridge. Yeah, no, I don't think I could do that. The important thing is that he was a lovely man. Really oh. nice man. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What did you say? Happened? Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened at all. What did you say? No, I, I, no. <laughs> what have you done? No, no. Previously, I've had maybe the notion that he um... was a shitty and rush. No, not shitty and rush. Just oh, kind that's of, true. I'd, I'd, I'd rather not say. I, 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 anyway, I, I met him. And he say. was so so lovely. Seemed oh, lovely. so you'd nice basically been. Been speaking ill of him before you met him, yeah, and you were absolutely. surprised. I think I learned a lesson myself of like, you go, Oh, god, look, there's John Aldridge outside Anfield talking about something that doesn't really relate to him, it's just the fact that he's a Liverpool fan. I feel like I've given it away now, yeah. Um, when, and then when I met him, I thought, James, <laughs> shame on you, <laughs> shame listening on you for judging. L- listening, uh, James just slapped his own face, which yeah, is sadomasochistic. Just, like, shame on you for judging people. I once know okay. a guy who used to get really angry and physically punch himself in the face, too. Well, actually, like that, really just hit himself. And the same way, you know, Jamie Vardy did it when he missed the goal yeah, last season, yeah, he punched yeah, himself yeah, in the face. Worrying when you see that in real life. Yeah. It's like you see someone do it and everyone goes silent. Yeah, and it looks like is there anyone else that you've uh, that you've met where you, you've been? Pleasantly surprised. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, Ian Wright was nice, but the the um, the one the same in the or same, disappointed. Yeah, disappointed. Um, two people. One Terry Venables. Disappointed. Massively. Oh. Maybe he's having, he's having a bad day. When oh, when did you I, meet him? I'm sorry. I, I have. An, 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 What's he done now? Done I know this story. It's good. He's going to tell it. The, um, awesome. The, uh, you're definitely telling it, or you got to leave. The uh, <laughs> no, no more Ball Street's promoted. Great touch for a big lad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get, get another plug in. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Um, um, Ray Clements, who's big, big Spurs, big uh, Liverpool uh, goalkeeper in the eighties. Um, I met him and, and he was horrible. Ray, Ray Clements, Clements was really, really standoffish. Wouldn't look at you in the eye. Was desperate to get away. And again, it might just be on a bad day. But in my That's worst days, thing, I don't mate. think I'd behave like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's so easy to sit here and say that. Yeah, of course. But you know, like, because we see people maybe on a TV screen or, or we have an image of them as a footballer and, and, oh, God, remember that happened? For them, when they're that level of fame and you've just got people coming up and saying the same thing. I remember uh, Greco and it's Beppe, Beppe. Yeah. But it's just like, after a while, that's annoying. <clears throat> but you also get so many people that treat you like twats, yeah. you know? Yeah. and, and uh, Or... It, or just fucking literally disturb you in your meal. Can I do this? Can I do that? Mm. It, it, it can be. I I can understand how you can't be that perfect person 100% of the time. You can't do you be. Do you know what happened to Paul Pogba in the week? No, but I'd like to. So he, he, he someone asked him for an autograph when he was in a, in a restaurant. And mm. he said no. And it all kicked off. And he ended up having curry thrown at him. <laughs> really? If he's gone spoon with that and fling. Nah. Or, just, or just scoop it up with your fingers. No, nah, he's gone. He's gone plate. <laughs> Thrown it across right. the room, yeah, at, at Paul Pogba. But right. you know, wasting your curry then. Because yeah, you, you hear that a lot of the time, don't you? Where someone's kind of going, oh, and this celebrity's been a twat to me. A lot of times people say that, but I think it's 
a lot of times people are rude. Mm. You know what I mean? So so who's to say that someone hasn't kind of gone and been rude to someone? You know yeah. what I mean? Also, people got it more so than like when you meet normal people or people that aren't famous. When you meet someone famous, a lot of people they they make a judgment on them on that thirty seconds that you've met them. That's what I did. You decide if they're nice or not. You don't, yeah. Anyone so does it. Naturally. I was wrong about Terry Venables. You thought that had gone, didn't you? Terry Venables, <laughs> tell us tell us your story. So I was a runner for uh, Al Jazeera Sport, and Terry Venables was one of the the guests. Uh, well, yeah, so he was there every every week. He did the Champions League stuff, and um, I I really liked Terry Venables. I thought he was really sweet actually. Mm. Um, QPR legend. Why? Just because he's Terry Venables. El Tell. <sighs> but what's the story? Well, he would. <laughs> and and you you were ninety six as well. I mean, yeah, he'd... and he'd be there with like so the other guests would be Shearer and Sheringham and and Gary Lineker and. So you kind of saw them all talk to Terry Venables and they still, like, he yeah. was Gaffer. And they, yeah. they call him Gaffer. I thought that was always really nice. What's the story? The story is that I may have gone to the toilet and there's three toilets, isn't there? Three u- urinals. I don't know if I want to hear this. I love Terry Venables. No, no, you're all right. It's you fine. didn't do a poo in the urinal. That's no, that's <laughs> a jump. No, the sink. <laughs> so I go, I, I go to the toilet and then Terry Venables comes in to go have a wee and I'm thinking... Oh look at his dick! <laughs> <laughs> it's Terry Venables. No, you got him. You got him. You got him. Oh, look at his. I don't god. know. I was just like, oh my god, I've got an opportunity to see what Terry Venables. Abs- like. I'm all over it. I know exactly what you're talking <laughs> what about. What incredible insight in you, my life. You have to. You have to look. All right, you... I've got a similar thing to that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, just in case ter- Terry somehow this gets back to him and yeah. he's, you know, he's oh, How could you say that? Packing. Really? Massive. Absolutely. Eltel. Eltel's packing heat. All right, well, I I reckon that um, Eltel couldn't, wouldn't be as, wouldn't pack as much heat as uh, some of the heat (laughs) that was going on in, I guess, what would be the hottest shower I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? Okay, so... Do you want to say this first? Yeah, I don't mind saying this at all. Go so, on. one more game. Yeah. Ian, <laughs> I don't know Ian writes one more game. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, I played in that. Yeah. And the whole thing was very hectic for me because I was helping write out with his social. It was a very intense period of time. And I did, so much so that I didn't even warm up on the day, but I was playing football. Should have mm. scored. Didn't. Disappointed in that. Mm. But... Um, it hadn't packed my bags properly. It was a stressful eight weeks. You know, we were moved into this office at the same time this was going on. Mm. And I didn't take a towel with me to, to Wembley. So I played football and then we were going to go out for drinks and stuff like that afterwards. Mm. So I'm like, fuck it, we got a towel, got a towel. I'm like, you know, and so I was like, oh, I'll get some towels. And there's a few of the people that didn't have towels as well, right? Um, Rich32, uh, Ian Wright. Michael Dubry. So when these towels finally turn up, so I basically go into the fucking, turn into the shop, finally got my towel, and there's Wrighty, uh, there's Leon McKenzie, there's Wretch32, there's Michael Dubry, and then there's me. <laughs> Just like this. And I'm all I'm going to say is right now, you know, we all know what we know about, um, about what these guys might be packing downstairs. <laughs> But our mate Jubes. Oh, mate. It was like an elephant's head. <laughs> it was like taxidermy. Someone had chopped off an elephant's head. And I wasn't looking. Babies I just walked in and I couldn't avoid it. Because it was like it had hold of a toothbrush and it was brushing his teeth through. <laughs> 
I was in it and I was like, oh my god, this is fucking... So I'm just in the shower, just like that. This little, little skinny fucking white guy with a pot belly. Nice. Terrified. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I wish she got on with a podcast. Uh, maybe. Um, so I, I was in a pub the other did you, day. Hang on. Did you, so did you, did you walk in the, into the shower and then you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was... Because so, I guess if you've seen that early, you go to the toilet and have a quick windmill, don't you? Just <laughs> <laughs> warm it up a bit. Just warm it up a bit. Playing football, you That's know, just, it's not yeah. probably where you want it to be. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're walking no, into the I was Hall of Fame. I was shook. I was shook. I was, I was literally stunned. I was just in there, like, I was like, just kind of... I think I was the first in and, and the first out, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I love that going to church just to warm it up a little bit. <laughs> it's like when you when you meet a bird for um, and, and take take a lady meet a lady take <laughs> take, take uh, 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 all the stuff we've spoken about. Oh, there's your there's your standards. She's not a work, She's a lady. And you take take wow. and, and things go very well, and then you end up taking the lady home, and uh, mm. you, you get in, and you're not where you want to be essentially. So you go to have a little windmill. <laughs> for, for anyone who's won, you just put the cock between your two Oh, wow. <laughs> what? This is the line. All right, all right. This is for yours and this uh, is for birds and that. Yeah, all right, fair with, enough. With Flav and oh, so I was in the pub the other day and I was watching Spurs play Stoke and Spurs are 3-0 up. Um, and uh, Harry Kane beat, beat the defender, went down the right, put the ball across and Deli Ali, you know, neatly, Good goal. neatly, neatly squared it in. Um, and there's an Arsenal fan I was with. and he, he was, You were with? Well, he was in, in my group of, of men. men. Is he, is he friends. your mate? Uh, no, I kind of know him through someone else, but I wouldn't call him a mate, but I'm just for yeah. the purpose of the story. Do you have his phone number? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. No, and I'm, I'm kind of conscious of him seeing this, but I'm sure he won't. Mm. Uh, the, yeah, he, he, he fist pumped the air when, when Deli Ali scored. What was it like? What was the fist what? pump like? It was like, yes! Right. Yeah. And, and, and I, the reason why he did it, because I know he's an Arsenal fan, I think he's in the season ticket holder. He, he, uh, he, I'd he, love he, it if that goal actually ended up being goal difference and it is that goal that put you above them at the end of the season that would be a sweet justice yeah it would um, he, he was because he was in the dream team yeah he was in their dream team and uh, and I was just wondering what, what damage that, that does and how you feel about it is that okay because well, I stopped playing I stopped playing it years ago because I'm, I'm rubbish you still call it dream team Every, no, so, so this is everyone refers to fantasy other football. fantasy football products are available. But every, yeah, yeah, that's an actual. Yeah. So I remember back in the day, <laughs> yeah. what was it called? No, 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 no. no it's, Sorry, a, it's a fantasy football team. But that it's was not, in the same way that Hoover, yeah. the vacuum cleaner is the correct name, and Hoover's a brand. Dream, people say, "I'll put you got him in my dream team." Right, I've got you. Do they? Yeah, well, then they do if it's if it's the Sun. But otherwise, right, they right, might say my fantasy team, fantasy team, or my DraftKings lineup, or yeah. my fan league, or my so and so. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, the point is, is that he, I, I don't think that's right. I don't think winning at a game on the, the, that is for, for fun yeah. and entertainment. Yeah. It, it warrants cheering your bitterest rivals. How, how, how do, how do you fun. feel about that, James? I so I took a year out last year from fantasy football because. Did you I, miss it? I uh, I did miss it. Because now my mates, they had their own WhatsApp group. And so a lot of chat was, was on that WhatsApp group. And you weren't involved? And I wasn't involved. They wouldn't let you in? Yeah. And that's like anyone knows you, like that sort of fear of missing out is a big one for me. I don't like it. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to be kind of, yeah, get back in the, in the fray. Yeah. But the year we, we I say we, me and uh, Craig left it was because of that. It was because you were kind of hoping for a nil-nil draw or you were hoping for... Not in your own team though. No, no, of course not. But no, in, in those games. But that's, I think that's part of the decisions you need to make when you're picking your team. Don't pick a Chelsea player if you're not a fan of that team. At Source. Yeah, what's he doing putting Deli Alley? Yeah. Del- I'm, I'm assuming that Deli Alley wasn't cheap. 
No, it would have been expensive, I'd imagine. I'd so you could have probably have got someone that wasn't a Spurs player, unless yeah. it was randomised. Yeah. Well, but then, no. then so why do you care so much if you randomised Yeah, he, wouldn't, he would have picked exactly. it. Exactly. I know a lot of people put money on him, the money money in these leagues, and, and everyone puts, puts in 50 quid and it ends up with a lot so, of yeah, money. Yeah, so it does, yeah. And but yeah. What, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is that... The, it's not right. Where is money on it? <laughs> it isn't right. There needs to be rules that you can't pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I did it... So I think that if Arsenal was shit, right, mm. and... Spurs weren't a rival of them for stuff, you yeah. know. Then it might be alright. So, I, I play fantasy league you, American football more just because I un, I know the game better, yeah. right? Um, and for a while, it was my way of reconciling the fact that Denver were the best team and Peyton Manning at the time was really good. I I got him in. So then when I saw him doing this stuff, I could actually live with it because I got something out of it. Yeah. Uh, that was. But but at that time that we weren't sense. competitive. Now we're competitive. I couldn't want I, anything that they do. I couldn't feel good it about. Damages you. Yeah, I wouldn't have Leeds players in my fantasy team. No, fuck that. Yeah, but so um, you're a man of principle. Yeah, there's not enough of them. It's not like so. I hope that he. What's his name? I don't know. I hope that I don't know if you're watching. <laughs> I hope that that goal, that, that one goal, is the fucking paper thin things that put Spurs above you, and you never get back. There. I do know who it was actually. I don't want to say. Say his name. Robbie Lyle. Like, what? <laughs> 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 uh, very wasn't. good. It definitely wasn't. Robbie. I wish it was. I know that'd be amazing. Yeah. No, he wouldn't do that. But uh, oh, by the way, Deli Ali. Um, Izzy Brown, Chelsea youth on loan with us. Yeah. Similar player to Deli Ali, actually. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got something. Similar player to him. Um, there's a new kind of player, isn't there, that? Because Deli Ali's bigger than you think. He's a bit stronger than you think. Yeah. Great feet, but drifts in and out of the box. Got lots of feet. That, that's his key, is finding space. Ah. He attacks space, apparently. That's, that's what he does. He's a bit mm. like Muller, Thomas Muller. Oh, right. Really? That, that's the comparison, yeah. Um, just going back a little bit, uh, watching a game in a pub. Yeah. Is there any? Ooh. How do you how do you enjoy that experience generally? Uh, I a, a pet hate of mine is um, that guy who's gone to the pub to watch the game who hasn't got any friends with him who kind of Nurses talks one... a little bit too loud, kinda to you but not to you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, that that, that, that the, guy, the one who's probably lonely. Go, yeah, so he doesn't have any friends. Yeah, we'll go yeah. Off, you know, get on Tinder or something. Because it's annoying. And, and when they talk drivel as well. That does my night. I actually... That's harsh, isn't it? Yeah. What, get on Tinder? I know that. You talk dribble and you're annoying. That's the that's the harsh I'm, I'm not a fan of watching the football in the pub, actually. I did that for many years and I find it dissatisfying. I like to... I, I like to... If I'm watching the game, I like to really get into it and understand it. The views that you get in pubs and twats, in a way. And <laughs> actually, when we, we went to QPR Huddersfield a couple of weeks back, right? And afterwards, I was going to a... a Party and I was meeting my my Spurs mates, Pete and Kev, yeah. um, in a pub to to because Spurs were playing. Stoke. Is it Liverpool? Oh yeah, Liverpool. Was that on a, a Saturday? Saturday, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was so I, that's right because that was you did the fighting cock live thing, didn't that's you? That's right. Yeah. So I went met them in a pub. Got into this pub in Clapham, quite a busy pub. As soon as I got in there, walked over, they were sitting down, they had a nice couple of seats in front of the telly. Literally, all right, yeah, I'm going to go to the bar. Someone's like, tell me about can't see, mate, can't fucking see. Oh. Like, this guy's sitting down, I'm like, looked around, I'm like, there's about 50 fucking tellies, you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, look around at all the tellies, I look at him, I was like, okay. So I'm like, I'm like, so anyway, lads, what fucking, nice to see, you know, literally, yeah. you can see I'm fucking just in transit. Next guy, tap me on the back, uh, yeah. I can't see either. I'm just like, fucking, well, this seriously. Is, this is going to go so up. So aggressive. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like, fucking, 
Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I go to a bar, I'm lucky. And as soon as a game finishes, they all fuck off. No, yeah. they weren't even short. Sure. It's well, fucking no just sitting down. Just people are just, it, it, I just think a lot of times people in pubs are dickheads. A lot of people, Sorry. generally. Um, the pub dickheads. Dickheads. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a great pub in, in, in near where I live, and it's it's in Arsenal area, but Spurs have kind of taken it over, so it's okay. our pub. Nice. So Arsenal fans come in, but they Is that the one we went to? Yeah, they don't last very long. And um, not, I mean, we don't end their lives. But they, they, uh, they don't last very They long. don't fucking last long in our pub. Um, uh, but you see, I love watching it there. It's great. Um, but part of the reason we did the fight and got live was so that it isn't infiltrated by fans of other clubs. Yeah. It's good fun. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's been this rising in, in what's been called concourse culture in, 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 um, in, in football. So this is specifically the, the, the things that go on at half-time at a football match yeah. down in the concourse where people are buying beer. And you notice something at, at Huddersfield. Because Huddersfield are still on the march, although it faltered somewhat. <laughs> well, well, we drew one. What? That what? wasn't Huddersfield playing, though, was it? It was a different well, team. Against Man City? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was our fucking reserves. I mean, if Man City's first team shouldn't have a problem with Huddersfield's reserves. How do you, um, how do you feel about that? The fact that you didn't really go for it? I'm, I'm, so I support the club and I support David Wagner full stop and we play Newcastle on Saturday and we got then Villa on Tuesday and then Adams, busy, busy, bumblebees away. So we got three really big games and the league's obviously what we're <coughs> aiming for. Yeah. However, I want us to win every game. Yeah. And I was gutted that they went into that. We, we I just don't understand. Like So I, I support him but I'm able to think critically of that scenario because I just don't know what you get from going to a game like that and going there, admitting that you're going to lose. We have gone there with clearly no thought that we're going to win. Yeah. Just on the fact that we've played 11, all 11 of those players are not our regular starters if everyone's full strength. I have the exact same feeling it's about Pochettino. Love him, have utmost respect for him. you get it, it makes, I, like, yeah, I understand it. But, he played a game against Arsenal at Wyatt Lane and he, he, he put Wimmer and Fazio as a centre-back and Fazio got absolutely destroyed. It was fought, fought for two <coughs> goals and I was fuming. I was yeah. fuming. But he's done amazing things with football. But, but they, ultimately, you don't want a fan in charge of your football club. He made the right decision because the three league games coming up are crucial. I get that. However, right, th- there's another method to that as well because say we'd have played our first team against City, right, full first team, Easy Brown, Naki Wells, Kachunga, centre-backs, left-backs, uh, so we can play out, so we can do our thing. City's press is going to be better than Newcastle. City's football is going to be more challenging for our press. Mm. That, for me, would have been the perfect... Our system, for our system to go against that level of football and people like Aguero and Sterling popping it off and going for the return pass... It, that's got to be um, a better lesson for us and more to take from that than and, and great preparation for Newcastle who were a fucking great side <clears throat> and although a player might have got injured or or we might have been a bit more tired surely what the team would take from that would be better that's a good point yeah. because you test yourselves you don't test yourselves by playing beating weaker people do you you test yourselves by playing against people that are better than you, and that's how you evolve and you grow. You challenge yourselves by by breaking ground, and and you get into that mode as well. I remember, like, I remember, uh, a, I mean, I was a kid, but we were like, we won the league, and we had our last five games were against all the top teams, mm. and 
the game that won sorry us, this is you playing football as a kid yeah sorry, right. but the game that um, the game that won us the league was the sort of third one of those ones but we we came off two tough games so you're ready for that you're ready for the effort that you're going to have to put in how quick you're going to have to play the ball and all yeah. those things and and so for that third one we were we were good to go and we yeah. like, destroyed them yeah. and so there, I think there is a point in that a, a wider point because I sort of, I went with FA Cup as well and I'm quite with the cup competition I'm quite romantic about them but on Tuesday night, I went to. Can you stop? Sorry, I'm just picturing James getting ready for the match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bit yeah. of aftershave yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Candle at dinner with the yes. FA Cup. <laughs> um, on Tuesday night, I went to uh, an event at QPR with my dad, 50 years from the League Cup uh, win in 1967. And there was about, um, <clears throat> there was about 250 people there mm. and three players from, from, the, from the game. Okay. We were a third division side. 2-0 down at half-time to West Brom, who we were, I guess, Premier League team, and beat them 3-2. Like, oh, amazing wow. game, yeah. right? What was incredible about uh, that evening was we were about 10 rows back, and because it was 1967, there's no, uh, there's no like, footage of the, the earlier rounds or the semi-final or any of that stuff, but you would they would talk about the goal against Leicester in the semi-final or mm. the goal against Aldershot in the fourth round or something like that and actually oh yeah and I think it came off Les Allen's head or whatever right. and the amount of heads in front of me who were going yeah that's right yeah. and they, every single one of them remembered Remember it that. and every single one of them were connected to, that, to moment. that moment love that the greatest moment that they've had as a QPR fan yeah and what I thought about it later and QPR are now for being shocking in cup competition mm. And I remember thinking, if I if I ever had the opportunity to talk to like talk to the players on a, a third round game or, or something like that, I would say like, because it made me a bit sad. I was thinking I've probably got about 20, 25 opportunities left to get somewhere in a cup competition. Why? Because uh, we're sorry, we're my, sorry, sorry, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. Stick with me. No, with my dad. Sorry, with my dad. With oh my right, dad, right, 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 right. right. That was that was a important part. I'm dying. No, no, no. But, if you think like sharing those moments, right? I've only got so yeah. 25 with my dad. Yeah. yeah all right. Yeah. And that doesn't actually, when you turn it into that, because you only get one go each year. Yeah. yeah. It does actually think every year is really important. And so that year, this year, you don't yeah. know the next time you're going to get to that yeah. opportunity. And there's and no way, we, you know, we're probably not going to get promoted. If I could choose to win the FA Cup or get promoted, I'd choose the FA Cup. Me too. I would do. Yeah. Um, you're a bit fired you want to, like, We've chatted about this before. You want to complete the game. Yeah, you? you want yeah. to kind of win everything. You'd love to win a major yeah. trophy. Imagine going to Wembley with, exactly. uh, with merch. And, 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 okay, and exactly, amazing. yeah. And, and do you know what, right? This sounds crazy, but I feel like our first team could have beaten them. We didn't look too bad. Our again. first team could have beaten them. I believe that. Um, we went 1 0 up, but we, all, our, all their goals came from our un, us not being able to play out from the back because we're playing. Uh, Holmes Dennis, the fullback we got from Charlton, who's played like probably two or three games this season when Love has been injured, you yeah. know? And it's kind of, so that team was never going to do it. That He's going against Raheem fucking Sterling for crying out loud, mm. you know? So our passing out, our whole method was just, we went there to lo- knowing that we were going to lose. There was no way we were going to win that game. And, and, and that I, I have an issue with because as a town fan, I don't want to get promoted. I don't. I don't want to be in the Premier League. I want us to win every game. Yeah, I don't want to be in the. I don't want the prize, but I do want to win every fucking game. Mm. And I'll tell you what, we don't get into the fifth round of the cup often, 
you know, and uh, Middlesbrough away in the next round. That's not impossible for a team that's playing well and yeah, doing yeah. well. It's got a system and got real tons of confidence. So the momentum that you maybe lose, the slight stigma, the fact that you've you've lost. Mm. I don't know if you if you end up going into this Newcastle game in better shape from resting them or not. I yeah, guess yeah. we'll see. But there's a thing in so in American football so with the playoffs of the postseason. Sometimes a team gets into the playoffs and has got nothing to play for going into the final game, right? So in the week 17, they rest their starters and then they come back and, and they've been on a tear, right? And then they come back in and just from having that little bit of time off Rhythm, and missing yeah. it, the rhythm's gone. And I've seen them lose then in that first game. So you almost kind of, do you rest your players? Do you not? What's the best thing? And and I, although I get it, I kind of feel that, that I'm disappointed ultimately to and answer that, your question. Another thing uh, that's, that's kind of upsetting some uh, Huddersfield fans is this uh, new culture of uh, concourse culture um, yeah. at, at at Huddersfield, and it's been happening at all clubs. Although you see loads of um, of YouTube videos of fans getting together on the concourse at, at halftime, singing, producing more atmosphere often in, in the concourse than they do out out in yeah. the stands. And then often beer gets thrown and, and, and everyone's having a party, but not always. The beer throwing is a particular thing, and that seems to be what divides people mainly. Um, but you, there was a bit of a, a, a kind of to-do on the Huddersfield Forum, wasn't it? A Huddersfield Forum. Yeah. Where, go on, explain so that. So, I, I mean, I don't want this podcast to fucking be about Huddersfield Town. No, but this is I mean? a wider, wider That's issue. Right. <laughs> 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 no, I don't. It's all I know, really, in, yeah. in football. But it's a wider issue. Yeah, this happens at Tottenham issues. away. This happens at yeah. uh, Leeds away. Yeah. Um, Tottenham away specifically, there, were, there, there was problems. So when Spurs weren't doing well, one yeah. of the songs that they were singing is, we're fucking shit. I know QPR have done that. We're fucking shit, we're fucking shit, we're fucking shit. And some we're Spurs fans were like, yeah, fucking, fucking yeah, this ain't supporting the team. I get yeah. the kind of, yeah. I get the, 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 the gallows humour in I it. I love all. gallows humour at the football. Yeah, but not everyone does. So these, cause some of these, 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 these nutty geezers came in and weighed into them, like give them a clump. Right. Yeah. That's really? interesting. Because yeah. I always find that like, um, <laughs> I, always, I always like the songs that are fucking gallows humour yeah. based. You know but what, I mean? so what's, what's been happening then? So, okay, so... We played Barnsley last week, Yorkshire Derby, and I didn't know this, I didn't go up to the game, young kid, um, get into game, I'm going to go to Brentford, London games I can do, um, but there is a, it's been happening a little bit more, you know, because the team's a bit giddy, away days, everyone's high spirited, and I guess that attracts, you know, we're averaging 20,000 a year this year, so... Um, there's definitely m- more people come in and I guess it's... Younger fans are perhaps interested in it locally. Yeah, a, a little bit of that. And they've <coughs> done a lot of incentives to get more people to go and make it more affordable, which we, I applaud. So I was on doubt. We, we drew one all with Barnsley. Disappointing result, but they always, you know, they're, they're a tough team for us to play. And I went on down at the Mac, which is uh, Town Forum, which I've been on for years. And, you know, like any football environment, lots of split opinion all the time. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's football, isn't it? Um, of course, but there was this thread, and it was talking about how uh, at halftime in the football, there's this growing trend of a lot of the younguns kind of having a bit of a party, jumping up and down, throwing beer everywhere. And I, I don't, so so I I wasn't there, but what's happened from reading this thread um, is that I think that the Barnsley staff were intimidated that run the kiosks. They closed the kiosks, and then what apparently has happened. Is some town fans have broken 
I'm laughing and it shouldn't be. It's a crime, I guess. But broke into the... Um, well, the to prices the, they charge are a crime. Yeah, 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 they, 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 so they, they go in and they basically rob... They break in, damage the doors or whatever yeah. and rob the beer and then they're all throwing all the beer around. And in all this... Um, there's then fans that probably don't want to be covered in beer yeah. that have maybe got kids that are maybe old I don't know that are not finding that a fun experience mm. so it's gone from what was that to then a conversation on the message board which has ignited pretty quick because you've then got the old people or the, the older people with people go with kids people at families because football's become more of a family game yeah. talking about the fact that this isn't cool it's embarrassing for us you know you kind of shouldn't be robbing things and and actually should be respectful of other fans in that environment mm. and then you've got the youths coming on and going we're having a laugh what you're talking about and then it's escalating to the stage where people are agreeing people are giving their seat numbers and agreeing to meet to have a fight on saturday against newcastle at half time uh, yeah half time i mean robbery the robbing stuff is, is uh, it, it, obviously that's i mean that is embarrassing because to your club because you know it's, it's mental but uh, uh, let's let's strike the robbery the rob robbing thing off just for a moment for because okay. that doesn't always happen. That's yeah. Um, what, what what do you think about this culture then of of, of, of beer throwing and 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 kind of bouncing around? Because as a child, yeah. and uh, I, you know, it could be intimidating to some. I know when I was a kid, that's what I was obsessed with that that yeah. atmosphere that that that. What are they all doing? Yeah. Why are they doing this? Yeah. And what are they doing it for? Which we all. Got like we were talking about before when you see the away fans score and songs and yeah, all that yeah, cult, yeah. casual movement. It's yeah. exciting when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. Totally fascinating. Yeah, fascinating. So you can see how it goes on, but I think there has been so um, there's a few videos of like Leeds that I've seen. Yeah, because a lot of my mates are Leeds fans uh, from school and that. And f there's a lot of Facebook videos, a lot of stuff that goes viral. Football away days, you know, accounts like that that celebrate this fan culture. So a lot of this stuff goes pop, doesn't it? And you see all these fans having a great party and actually there's a couple of videos that I think we're going to we're going to stick on aren't we onto the Adam's going to edit it in somehow. yeah we'll, yeah, yeah. They'll, um, they'll probably just see it yes. yeah just, just to show a few of these things happening so th there's Leeds fans kind of all there and everyone's let's go fucking mental and, and you know having a good time so I think people then start to imitate that a little bit and kids imitate that stuff and it's a difficult one you know because mm. it's a matter of perspective Right, and to put it in a completely different context, I know me. Right, I drive, and sometimes I walk, so I'm both a pedestrian and a driver. But when I'm driving, and there's a guy that's taking liberties as a pedestrian and kind of walking out in front of you, and that, you're like, "Fucking god, fucking way, mate!" Yeah, don't take liberties with me. But then when you're on the road and you walk, and there's a car that's not slowing down for you and it's speeding up, mm. you're like, "Fucking hell, mate!" What you, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's about perspective, right? Mm. And um, actually. If you think about it, a lot of these guys that are older and they've got kids now, probably when they were younger, they were acting in a way when they get together with the lads that was swearing and yeah, that was maybe inconsiderate. But then once you've got a kid and you're then looking from a different perspective, you see that stuff and you think, how dare you be so rude and swear in front of my kid or oh, act this way that. in front of my kid. But 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 it's perspective. So I, you, I can yeah. see people's different perspectives on it yeah um and, and i don't know if there's a right answer you know what yeah what do you think Jim? i think there's a do you think a big part of why it maybe got bigger is the mix of between that early 20s you know lad behavior which yeah. we like you know we've all got sucked in by the magic of that yeah but then like so for example fulham uh away for qpr same kind of thing happening but you've had the little pocket of people 
you know, jumping about and doing what they're doing. But you almost had just as thick a, a sort of a ring of people holding their phones up and filming, filming it. it. Yeah. yeah. And so the mix between them doing what they're doing, people filming it, and then them knowing that they're being filmed yeah, might actually escalate Cost. a little bit. And, and let's face it again, we've spoke about we spoke about racism. This isn't a football problem. <laughs> this is a societal thing because people do that in all walks of life, right? Yeah. You know, even if you're just not going to the football, when a bunch of guys get together on a stag do and how they kind of act and how each people egg each other on. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just life, really. And I think in that moment, in the way people are now, they probably have that understanding of the, that feeling of what's, of something that is kind of viral, especially if you yeah. then know that it's something that, or oh, did you see Leeds doing yeah. this or Coventry so doing up, that? Yeah. So you act up that little bit I, more. I think that that viral thing is, is interesting as well because you, when you're young, especially, and it, look, it's a laugh. I mean, at, at 35, I'd be interested in getting yeah. involved in that. I, I and would, if you're on a bus, I would, I'd be doing it myself. I wouldn't be banging. I, I, don't, I wouldn't be banging beer all over the place no. because my it's like people. And no. Yeah, people, people, people generally, certainly at, at Tottenham, people tend to get to dress quite smart for football. So people are walking on in, in in whatever clothes they've got. They don't want beer thrown all over them. They're yeah. going to get the needle if that happens. But mm. but um, I, I don't have any issue with it at all. I, I'm not when I'm in a football set, uh, football stadium. I'm not concerned about your seven year, seven year old kid. I'm not. That's mm. not in my opinion. That's not what I brought up for football to be. Yeah. I know it's become more family. I know it's become yeah. more gentrified. And with the advent of the Premier League and yeah. and the change in football, that it's become more acceptable for families to come. And that's fine. Yeah. Come. But realise still that this is a detraction from from um, from everything you have yeah. to go through every week. Yeah. Football is and a release, and and that is a physical manifestation of that release. Yeah, I I completely get that, and as well, I think an away day is a bit different. Yeah, absolutely. To it. It's always been that way. Yeah, you know, it's a bit more lads. It's a bit more kind of you're in a different city. Mm. It's kind of more of an adventure. There's definitely more beer drunk. It's more. You know, it narrows down yeah. to the thick and people go there and rep and away fans always make more noise than the home fans and I love town away and actually over the years I've seen some mad fights I remember being at York years ago someone threw a firework on the pitch when we were just about to score which was brilliant you know what I mean about three or four thousand we'd taken to York away someone threw a firework on the pitch just as we were about to score air bomb right in front of, of uh, hit Ian Dunn one of our players uh, goes off like that we end up not scoring and we lose 3-0 that was a very bad day and um, and people are fighting in lumps I remember going to Fulham when we dropped out of the playoffs for the uh, I mean sold Marcus Stewart to Ipswich we dropped out of the playoffs final game of the season lost 3-0 again here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Fulham town fans fighting in lumps. It happens, you know, people have different opinions and, and, and this kind of stuff doesn't. And I guess if you're taking your kids to the football, you you do have a right for people to be respectful of you, but you've kind of, I think as well, you've got to try and, you've got to be wise about it, haven't you? Yeah. You've got to try and think where you're sitting or what yeah. train you're going. Because I, I was talking to, to Ty. as well. Yeah, I was, I, I was talking to Ty about it and I was showing her the videos because, uh, and I was saying, and she was like, you never taking V to the to the footy yeah. if that's what it's like and I'm like no I am because I'm savvy enough that I would keep b- her out be in a place where she's going to be cool you know and yeah. I, you can avoid that stuff of course to a degree some elements are going to find you you know what I mean but you can not go I, I think you can kind of avoid that a little bit yeah. but still I do think that if you're having a laugh and there's fucking young kids around just because you're jumping around for it you've I'm sorry, but it's a fucking child as well. So mm. it's a tough one, man. It really is. But yeah. but I don't want fans not having fun on a yeah. day. Yeah. Well, then what if you make it as insipid as uh, <laughs> little joke there? Because I say that all the time. Uh, but if you, if you make if you make football, if you if you if you sanitize it, yeah, yeah, sanitize it so much that it becomes completely not fun. Then forget young that, people. That's it. The, the sport as a spectator, it dies. You just become this. Yeah, but but there there, there has thing. to be a line. You can't just go right. I'm going to jump about to the stage where I don't care if there's a four year old kid that loses a fucking parents or something in a busy place mm. and for some reason happens to be nearby me and just because I'm at the footy having fun I want to carry on jumping even if, if I'm I not notice, come over. Of course not. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. There is a kind of line. Yeah, that respect decency. works both ways. Yeah. It does. Fair enough. But fucking the footy, I mean, you, the, the Leeds video, for example, that, and we'll put that in here, right? Let, let's show yeah. a little bit of that stuff. It looks like a hell of a hell. Great. Yeah, and so much fun. Like, and I'm just like, fucking, it's Leeds, but that looks amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does look so much fun. Because that's what, yeah. he's, what we all fell in love but with you with football, like, you know? Le- Leeds, sorry, Jim, but Le- Leeds away have a, rep- a, a, a reputation. Like yeah. they do, they, they have great, great following. you got a kid. You, you don't take her or him. Yeah. But this is the thing with Huddersfield is it's new, relatively new thing. I, I'd imagine, is it, or am I wrong? I mean, I might be wrong here. I think that it's it's so picked up a bit more of no. I, I mean, it is. Look, we have fucking right, We've we have always have good away support, and we have fun. And you know, there's times that we've had a seem to have had a firm that have been fairly tidy. We travel well. It, it, it's um, so. The, I won't say this is an entirely right. a new thing, yeah. but this is just. I think this concourse culture, the parties in the concourse. I think that's quite a new thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a YouTube thing. I, yeah, the, the filming of it is definitely part. Yeah, at least yeah. the filming, and we're more aware of it now. Yeah, I do remember vaguely stuff happening when I was a when I was a, a younger person. Yeah, you have I some great sing songs. I mean, I've been a part of some amazing sing songs, and it echoes. echoes yeah, yeah. And you have some great fun, but on, I don't know. It's I a think tough it's, one. But I think part of that is if you're if you're a dad and you've got your seven year old kid there. And you'll go, and you're in the middle of that, going, "Come on, what's wrong with you?" <laughs> so you're like throwing him into, yeah, get involved. Yeah. Just, that's, that's the difference between that and going and standing yeah. away from it 
and watching it yeah. or just stay in your seat at half time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, I think uh, the kid is more impressionable by the behaviour of the parent. True, and if the parent acts else. fearful, they'll be fearful. Do you know but what? If actually, you know, my old yeah, man you do, could be a good uh, point. It wasn't my old man actually; he's my man's mate. So we used to go drinking. They used to put me in the middle of it on their shoulders. Yeah. And then you'd have them looking up at you, making, forcing you to see yeah. and you feel like a fucking god at seven. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you're missing. Like you're, yeah. look, you're approaching it in a real way. Then there yeah. wasn't beers and bottles getting thrown around. Yeah, so. yeah, because you can see on the town video, which again will be in here, you can see like glasses and things. But again, it's like a it's like a festival. Yeah. You go watch festivals and outdoor gigs and stuff like that, and you see the bottles and the things getting that's kind of front. Rank, it's, it's if, full you're, of piss off if you go in there, yeah, it is. But it, but you see kids at festivals, it, yeah. and if you go into these places, you're kind of accepting that this is a part of that experience to a degree. Or like the, the mosh pit at the front. You like, do you yeah. want to go in it or not? Yeah, well, don't then. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I'll buy tickets on the balcony. Exactly. Yeah, and you'll sit down. So yeah. there's an element of choice, but but there's a bit of respect. But the the, the the sad thing is, is like, because it really escalated when people are starting to talk about meeting each other to fight and yeah. stuff like that, and it's like. This is the best season that Huddersfield yeah, Town have had. Mm. Like we're playing really... Newcastle on things. Like, let's. Re- we need to get behind Uniform. the boys. We need to all be fucking singing and making noise, and everyone needs to pull together rather than arguing. That's when it gets a bit silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. We're, we're all. I mean, it is a, it's an interesting one. It's an inter- this is what I love about football. There is the the stuff that happens on the pitch, and then there's these these kind of small things, the little things that are specific to football clubs. And that's what makes football great. It's as important as the football getting played on the pitch. Anyway, so we're all in a weird situation at the moment. Tottenham are a little bit further down this 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 line than, than both. No, actually, sorry. You you changed stadium in '94, right? You moved from you were quite early, weren't you? Is it '94? It was it was probably '90, if '95, '94, yeah. that kind of time. Right. Yeah. So you you that it's already happened to you, and I'm I, interested to know what you felt about that transition and and where and what that your stadium now means to you whether that's developed and it feels like home now mm. Spurs are in the process of building a new stadium yeah, now of course. it's going to be a big big deal when we move yeah, this is the last season at White Hart Lane and, um, and QPR are talking about it as well aren't they uh, yeah well, we've been chatting about it for quite a while so we've got a question from Jason what, what are you going to do James downsize brilliant yeah. <laughs> it's not I mean it's true you can't fill it uh, we can't fill what you can't fill off the stadium anymore. no probably can't did you fill it when you were when you were when you had Les Ferdinand and all that though? Yeah, you must have yeah, done yeah, yeah, yeah. did you fill it when you were in the Prem yeah, I think we did. Yeah. yeah, you did. Yeah. Just being cunt. Oh, sorry, for being, being arseholes. Uh, Jason Hullison, he says, Flav, Matt, James, how about you? How's your relationship with your team stadium? I watch Arsenal at Highbury. Oh, you are kidding me. <laughs> yeah, it does that. Dinner time. Yeah, <laughs> dinner time. Uh, that is uh, a bell. Um, that is a bell. bell. He says, "I watched Arsenal." Uh, really jumped then. Right, right. I, w- I watched Arsenal at Highbury, and then at the Emirates a few years later. I hated the experience of the latter. It was then I realised how much architecture and the place in inverted commas meant to me. Ten years later, and now I'm an architect and a fan of games hosted at intimate venues like Loftus Road, Craven Cottage, and Fratton Park. It's a great question. It's, it's kind of the chain. It's like football of old, and and, and the new and what football has become that these kind of massive stadiums these great big bowls you know that are reminiscent of, of, mm. of the magnificent stadiums that are in <laughs> the magnificent stadiums that are in in, uh, in America um, but there, there's something quaint and, and interesting about those old school stadiums yeah. and so, so first off let's start with you Matt because you it's a great question thank you Jason but 
What, what, what do you remember that that transition yeah, from the old stadium to new? I do. Uh, I remember Neil Warnock was manager. I remember that wow. we actually went to Wembley in the what was the auto windscreen shield that year. We lost to Swansea in the final, and that was the first time we'd been at Wembley in God knows how many years mm. at that time. Uh, so the club was on a buzz, and it was on a real. And I think the new stadium made it kind of exciting as well at that time. Mm. Um, and I remember the last game at Leeds Road because um, I'd obviously been going there since like six years old when I first started. Going, you know, um, and I remember that what was amazing was for like last fifteen minutes of the game, all the fans were were on the pitch, but round the pitch, round the side of the pitch, uh, but because everyone was what, going the on the touchline and everyone was kind of moving forward to the stage where like the fans were this the, the touchline of the pitch. Yeah. And I remember everyone getting giddy, ready to kind of run on and grab little bits of it to take home. Yeah. Um, and Leeds Road was a, was an awesome old school stadium, you know? It, it was amazing. And back in the day, years before, our highest crowd was like, I think 67,000 mm. against Arsenal. And it used to go back miles, you, you know, and people, it, they couldn't even keep up with how many people got in, you know, but it was, I guess, dangerous. And part of, uh, as, as we evolve, buildings and housing and infrastructure needs to kind of evolve with it. Yeah. And I think it was a bit of a necessity for us as a uh, to, to actually build this new stadium. And I was a bit like, at first, like kind of cool, but it was going to be two sides to it, which is a bit weird, but they knew that they needed to start to build it knowing that they'd build more later. Right. So we had, then we had like three stands yeah. by the time it happened, and we actually got promoted the next season. Right. Around, yeah, about 95, 96. And, um, and then they finally built the fourth part of that stadium. And... It feels like home now, you know, because it's been good. how many years? 20. 20 years. So, yeah, it feels like home now. And um, But you, all the old stadiums used to have a bit of character. And I've been to the Reebok, but I'd also been when it was... Uh, boundary Park. Ba- no, no, Boundary Park was Olden, wasn't it? It was... Uh, what was it? Blue, not Bloomfield? Sorry, which team? Bolton. Bolton. What was Bolton. their old stadium called? God, I can't even remember that. But I've, I've been to, to Wigan's JJB, but I've been to their, what was it, Springfield Park, where it's just a grass banking. Yeah. Um, Walsall, Bescott, and whatever. You know, there's all these kind of... And some of them are a bit the same, because like Wigan's, Bolton's, Huddersfield's a little bit sort of similar, and it kind of... I don't know, it's kind of all right, but I do... Like the Stadium of Light's a great stadium, but Roker Park, mm. you know, there's some awesome stadiums and they really had a bit more individuality. Yeah. So I miss it all, but I get that it's a, a it's necessity. Part it. It's part a part of, it of evolution, yeah. Um, it's interesting, James, this one here was the, uh, where he's talking, he's talking about Highbury because architecture, the Highbury, for, you know, it was a beautiful stadium. It was, mm. you know, it was, uh, yeah, it was a kind of deco. Um, it had four sides. It was unique to them, um, and it kind of personified. Uh, sorry, it, it's a, um, it, it, it was yeah. representative of what Arsenal were for so long. You know, they were this nomadic club that went from South London to North London, and it was the it was the first time where they'd actually settled, and and they and they, they were there. I think ninety four y- years. I might be wrong there, mm. um, but. But it, it was kind of representative of them having an identity and then moving down the road to Ashburton Grove. You can understand why th- that that move would, would have been painful. Yeah. And it was for the reason that they would be able to compete on, on at the highest level. 
and you you have to give something away to get that. Mm, yeah, um, and 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 I'm and, and I'm a little bit worried about what that's going to mean for Tottenham I, as well. I, I fucking yeah. love going to White Hart Lane. It's I, great I've been there a few times. It's an awesome stage to watch. It's scary getting there, mm. but it's fucking amazing when you're in it. I think it's um, when you were talking about that, talking about the I guess the individuality of it. I think it's the same with like players as well. Like if you think of the. The indivi- there's not much individuality in terms of football players as much as there used to be. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, I guess QPR, Stan Bowles, Rodney Marsh, people Real like characters. that. Those guys, right? You can kind of put the the grounds are similar to to those kind of players. I'm not saying I'm not saying Loftus Road is better than your stadium, no, but, but mine's individual. It's got yours. more character than yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas you've got all these, so you've got all these five foot ten players with their shirts out who are like attacking midfielders not really wingers they're all exactly the same yeah. and it's the same with the stadiums they're all, they all feel exactly the same yeah. Yeah. and the other thing I think with Loftus Road in particular I like the way Loftus of Road getting well. it across I, know, I yeah. love Loftus Road yeah. but it's weird... you, have you ever had a player who's a player that um, all other teams generally hated but he was in your team and you loved him no one probably knows any of our players but, but <laughs> is there someone that springs to mind um Probably not off the top of my head. No. That I, everyone I, hated. I, I think uh, Deli Ali probably has that feeling now. But um, yeah, loads for other teams. Steve, yeah, so like, you know, there's like there's De- Dennis Wise or like yeah. Bobby Savage. Or something. Yeah. That's Loftus Road as well. Yeah. Like, uh, away fans generally mm. they don't like it because they get bruised shins. Oh my god, the, the seats are so <laughs> <Yeah>. cramped. <laughs> they are so cramped, and I was sitting next to this huge guy like that, and it was just like so he was dominating that middle. The little bit in between, really? you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, dominating out. But you know you've had a good game at Loftus Road if your shins are hurting at the end. Yeah, yeah, because you're... Uh, yeah. But yeah, they don't like it. But that's almost part of it. Yeah, you don't like him, but we, we like yeah, him because yeah, he's yeah. ours. Yeah. And that's the great thing about yeah. Loftus Road as well. Uh, yeah, so I'm scared I, yeah. of leaving. So I, I'm, I'm really, really worried. I mean, if someone... I get how important it is, and I watched this 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 great little documentary made by NBC this week that Spurs put on their website, and it was kind of they're talking to the architects, and they talked about how important the atmosphere was to to, to in the and Daniel Levy was adamant that he wanted it as close to the pitch as possible. This is the way Arsenal do it. We have to do it better. We've got to get this pitch. We've got to get as, as five meters closer than than the Emirates. Um, they wanted this single bank yeah. tier. Seventy is going to be the biggest uh, cop side in 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 uh, in the league, certainly. But it kind of rival Dortmund, and it, and all of that's great. All of that's yeah. magnificent, but it's still not. It's 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 not home. Yeah, it's like falling asleep it, in your own bed. But, but if at least if they're getting it, if they understand what you want, like that steepness, things like that, being that close, so you can see yeah. that guy who's taking a corner, but, his body go in and uh, out as he's uh, taking a breath. You can feel it then. I, I think so. When we did ours, there was a bit of um, it was an ambitious financial project, and we kind of needed to do it to survive, and we couldn't afford to build all of it. Right? People like West Ham have done what they've done, and they've fucked it. Right? Yeah. Initially, and it's not even though it's on paper a great move and it's already there and all those things I, I, I personally if I was a West Ham I'd prefer Upton Park because that was an amazing place and very intimidating for great people to come great, yeah. Yeah. so for you guys I think in a way right if you are moving the good thing is is if you're learning the lessons of all these yeah, people so and it's sound, and and to be honest, I think Spurs from I remember when Enoch and that took over. Yeah. Spurs appear to be from where I'm standing to be a fairly well thought out and well run club. Yeah, definitely. You know, because you've not you've not been one of them that's like literally gambled, 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 and then it's all gone pop like a lot of teams have, like like Leeds, for example, did. Mm. It seems like it's been a steady quite a steady progression and build to the stage where there's an element of consistency. It looks like you're building something great from where I'm standing. Yeah. And I think that if they've 
if they're looking, if so, if they are smart people and they're looking at some of these other things and they're going to do this in the right way, which you should be able to do because it's a very important thing. It's mm. very precious for your supporters. Don't turn them against you. Consult them. Involve them. Build something that they're actually going to f- look back quite quickly and think, you know what, I did love that and I had all these great memories, but this really is us for this. This is this works. This ticks all the boxes. Yeah. If they if they can if they can learn from these other people, it could be amazing for you. Great but, shout, yeah. I mean, I, I but guess for crying out loud, Glenn Hoddle, mm. you know, Klinsman, mm. Gazer, you're, you're looking at it. Oh, mate, so I, all that venue, it's like the history in there. It's like God. Yeah, so I, I do hate losing that in a way. I you know? know. I was looking at it, and and uh, the last time I was there, and and, and it became very real because the end of the season is coming. Out, yeah. We got six games there, and that's it. We got our last FA Cup match against Millwall. You know, the, all of this stuff. This our last of, of all of it, and it's. I don't. Are you doing a documentary on it or something? Done, done it. You yeah, before it even comes to Ball Street. Yeah, we've done it. Yeah, it's called uh, Memory Lane, and all of the proceeds went to charity. Actually. Memory Lane. Uh, there yeah. was a, a famous, um, which I think I've mentioned to you before. A famous. St- I didn't go, but I know some Spurs fans that used to go to Memory Lane back in the day, which was this. Strip bar, oh, so <laughs> strip bar, that, which, which had Tottenham stuff everywhere and that like. Really? Yeah, yeah. It, you, you need to have a chat about this with some of the lads. Memory Lane. I'm sure if you looked it up online, I bet you'd find stuff about it. But Mem- apparently, Memory it was Lane a. Bar. I, I remember that uh, some of my mates used to go to it every game. It was a part of their match day experience. Mm-hmm. What, same? One? Probably not the same ones. Yeah. No, yeah. different ones. It's next social sorted. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah, so yeah, it is. It's, it is a great question, and I, I don't want to feel like Jason does about Arsenal when it, when it happens. Mm. There's no excuse for owners of clubs to not get it right now. Yeah. So many teams have changed mm. their stadium, mm. and it's so true. So Especially a team that's got some financial resources in place and a good management structure in place. Mm. I think that's the key. The key bit. Yeah, because you can undo a lot of good work. Change management, transition. It, it, there's a lot of people need to be brought on that journey and West Ham didn't do that did they no, and I they mean, paid the price and look at their season results <coughs> because the club everything's divided well, we, we all we, know that everything works better when everyone's aligned and course. feeling that they've bought in we, we didn't get that stadium because in our plan was that it was just going to be knocked down and rebuilt because we looked at it and thought that isn't a football stadium it can't be used for football and I that. mean they are using it for football but it's not quite working Adam how long are we running? Uh, 54 minutes oh that's alright okay so uh, we've got some questions um I think we'll start with this one Matt, from Thelonious Filth of the Fighting Cock. Um, he says, "Could Matt foresee a time when the transfer system is binned off for USI US style trades? For US style trades, um, I think everyone, or a lot of football fans. Well, are. I mean, look. So I, I love the question, and I love Thelonious, um, but it's like I guess that there is an element of of trades possible because you can swap players, and it, you don't really see it as much. But there used to be a thing where you'd swap." Three of our players for one of them, or you know, yeah, which, which is yeah. a bit of the the trading. Yeah. About, but maybe he's talking about the draft system, because as a part of a trade, is I might give you a player in return for a draft pick, right? Right, and the draft is something that happens every year, whereby the teams all have. Just like when you're a kid and you take it in terms to pick from the pool of players, yeah. it's a pool of players that are coming into the league from college. And if I was the worst team last year, I get the last pick. And if I, if, if James was the best team last year, he gets the first pick. And the draft's fucking. Sorry, awesome. the other way around, isn't it? 
The worst team get the first pick. So, yeah, 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 sorry, yeah, sorry. Um, so it's amazing because, and that's how you get a bit more parity. Mm. Because rather than Man United being able to dominate it or Chelsea being able to fucking snap up all these kids and not even play them and just loan mm. them out, mm. you actually uh, it's controlled and the team that finishes bottom gets gets the chance to pick the best upcoming player or who they perceive to be the best upcoming player. People do get that wrong. Uh, that's an amazing system. Yeah. Can we introduce that? You can't. You need one, one league, don't you? You, you need, so yeah. It's the collegiate system, isn't it, as well? It's the collegiate system. There's a whole um, infrastructure that kind of comes with that. It would be awesome, though. Yeah. Um, but in terms of trading, yeah, it can happen. People can trade player for player or some kind of package for, for a player. I you haven't know? spoken to washed-up agent Jim Irwood. Mm. Um, he, he says that swap, uh, swap deals don't happen anymore because it removes agents' fees. Probably is, no right. Transfer fee. Yeah. So he says that's why you don't see it much. Yeah, it's he probably says he's is. one of the few agents ever to get stiffed on a transfer deal by a swap. Yeah. And he lost John Carew for... Um, Milan Barros. Yeah, Milan Barros. They swapped him straight and he lost his commission. Uh. If you were to do something like that, it'd have to be such a huge overhaul of... The, the kind of youth systems of all the clubs yeah. and also where do you start it from is it the team that finishes 92nd gets to pick the best yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't start, or do you start the yeah. Premier League it was, I wonder uh, if it, it might happen like, if they have a European Super League where they will only be one and 16 teams in it I, I would love to um, instead of a Champions League yeah I would love to that to be the case to be honest with you because the way that the system's set up is it's very easy for the top few clubs to control Everything, yeah. you know, it really is, and to alter because it's like all the so Izzy Brown, Casey Palmer, fucking awesome players we've got on loan. Will they ever play for Chelsea? I don't know. Aaron Moy, City bought him from their Melbourne team for like twenty odd million. Will he play? Like, oh, is he on loan? Aaron Moy is on loan from from City. Will he ever play for them? He's a fucking awesome player, but will he play for them because he's not fast and? You know, and, and that's kind of seems to be a fairly important him? thing in the Premier League. Guardiola didn't buy him, did he? Yeah, it's, uh, who knows, right? But I mean, he's good. But, but the point is, is that Chelsea and a lot of teams have all these players and they loan them out and the good ones they keep and the other ones they kind of don't. But I don't know, when you see players that aren't getting used, mm. it just seems, why fucking bother? Why don't you just let us buy someone like that they've got to be a cap on it because if we so. could buy someone like that and then we could sell them on for more money but actually you're just it's like getting loans or, or like renting a house rather than buying a house do you yeah. know what I mean because Chelsea have bought the house I'm paying them rent so I never end up with anything that I own and actually the, their equity is just increasing yeah. in that product because if, if we make him good by giving him match practice and then they can keep him if they want or they can then sell him which we can't afford, but they can then sell to someone that can afford them, and then they've made ten million or twenty so if they, million. If they had a maximum squad across all levels, uh, in terms of your, you have a yeah. development squad, and and both yeah. leagues can only have twenty five players in. You've got to have that, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, because then we we might be able to pick up some of these kids that are coming through. And it would increase the quality for everyone, yeah. and it actually make the whole thing a bit more competitive. Yeah. But Huddersfield can't get on that housing market. No. Do you know what I mean? To, to put it, the, the property thing actually, I've never thought about it through that lens, but there's definitely something in that. Yeah, Chelsea own all the fucking property, mm. and we're paying them rent essentially mm. and we ne we're never going to own that fucking house because all these top clubs own them all they own the asset at the end of the day and you'd need too much give from those yeah. massive clubs for yeah. anything to change which is scary exactly which well, is never going to happen because the people that control all that stuff that elite they're not going to fucking do it because they want the world to stay the same in fact they want the world to get even better next year which is why we've got that next question about thoughts on Premier League's club being allowed to have sponsor advertisements on the sleeves and how that might affect smaller clubs 
I mean, it, does that it, mean that it's not allowed? It's allowed in the Premier League, but it's not allowed in the Championship. Is that right? I I, I don't, don't know. I don't know, but I think that what it's essentially doing is it's creating another area where where <laughs> a brand can be because. And this is it, right? So I've been chatting to some people at football clubs lately and the commercial department in even a Watford, right? There's one or two guys that are selling it, that are packaging it, that are then doing the activation of it. And they're probably in charge of social media, marketing. They're quite a small team that's in charge of some of that stuff. Clubs like City, clubs like Arsenal, clubs like Liverpool, um, they've got offices in London because that's a big marketplace. They've got millions of, of, of opportunity for deals and, and deals in... It's growing so quickly. Huge, well. yeah. So you've got small teams can't even process and deal with, and whereas these clubs are just kind of creating new real estate, new opportunities to, to sell stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. They've got training ground, they've got training kit sponsors, they've got so-and-so sponsors. So clubs are probably wanting to create more value and more um, products to sell. So it's probably something that, that a lot of the top clubs that have got huge demand are lobbying for because it gives them the ability to sell something else for another bunch of cash, you know what I mean? Also, I mean, that, I mean, the, the elite will always technically be the elite, so I'll, I'll, I'll answer this question. So it, it does give them an opportunity to earn more money, but conversely, it'll also give smaller clubs an opportunity for a new revenue stream. So if that was, if but this was... But but uh, it creates yeah, a bigger... Yes it, yes, it would, but that, that the, the City, Man United, Spurs earning more money isn't going to make that golf any bigger. It's already gargantuan. What I'm saying is that if there's a revenue stream for smaller clubs, that's more money that... Yeah, but can, but can you service it and is there the demand? Because what you're then going to say, so, so say you've got your top tier club stuff, right? Yeah. And then you've got your second tier. So you've probably got the top six is your top tier. The second tier is then the rest of the the Premier League say yeah. and then it's championship let's say that's kind of the, the, right. the three tiers right anyone that's looking at sponsoring Huddersfield now or a championship team all of a sudden it's like well you can do that and you can be the main sponsor but actually you might be able to now get on the fucking shirt sleeves right. of the bottom half of the Premier League and money. they play Man United they play Chelsea they get more games on TV it's more eyeballs that's probably more valuable than that so actually, the tops, again, finding a way to hoover up more cash, which means that the deals, because, you know, a lot of the, the deals down the bottom of the league, they're probably not getting that much cash. That's really interesting. La Liga thing, as well. Yeah. La Liga, there's loads of teams that don't even have a sponsor. I'm not sure that the, all the reasons for that. Yeah. But one aspect of it's got to be the fact that... The yeah, it's, it's, su top. it's supply and demand. That is the there's, there's a lot of demand for... Top six football clubs, shirt deals, ground training kit, mm. that kind of stuff. Um, and there's a limited amount of supply. So what they're creating essentially here is more supply to stimulate that demand. Uh, and I think the knock-on effect, like always with the, it's capitalism, uh, it's um, elites. This is a way for the top of the game to keep making more money and growing because every year you don't want a next year to have to make less cash. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Everyone's bonus, the whole club structure is based on, well, this year we made 50 million. Next year we want to go up 10% mm. or we want to go up 20%, you know? So they want to make more money. They see the whole system needs to go up. And in some ways it's the market, there's winners and there's losers, but this is where the structure of the game can help maintain, uh, uh, keep everyone alive, lift mm. all boats, rather than just this premium thing, you know what I mean?
Well, there you go, Chad. That's a great answer, I think. Um, <laughs> keyboard warrior. So we start with because I know I know uh, this is the final question. I know. He's the one who said we were eights. Yeah, he's oh yeah, but yeah, he's a very nice thing. I think it's, it's, maybe it's a he. It might be a she. It might be a she. Could be. Uh, he said that we're we're all eight out of tens. I know it's not important to you, <laughs> but it's really important to me. I think yeah, I think as a forty-year-old man, you should be happy with that. Mm. You happy? Being an eight out of ten. What do you want to be a nine? Uh, in your head, you, you, yeah. you don't no. want to talk about it. All right, keyboard, <laughs> keyboard. In, in your opinion, is it okay? So James, go first. Well, James we'll is it. a ten, isn't he? Like, that's, oh, yeah. you're gonna get he's... to that. Look at him. Uh, no, I'm, no, no. It's beautiful. <laughs> in your opinion is it okay to support another team outside of England and class it is your second team for me Spurs always comes first but I always follow Roma and consider them my second team Jim you go first because I know what Matt's going to feel like. um, is it okay to have a wife and a mistress yes <laughs> then you're fine then in my opinion I'm not even allowed a wife and a mistress therefore you can find someone attractive but the point is you can't have a second team. <laughs> what you mean it's technically impossible? You can't have a wife and a mistress. You can't have a QPR as your wife. But what? And but you can. You can enjoy a team. <laughs> I, I enjoy Dortmund and what they represent uh, and a lot of German teams and how they yes. allow fans to be, be powerful or have some kind of fucking power. But You can't have a wife and a mistress. You can't but have a wife you and a mistress. <laughs> you can if you're clever. Okay, if you're doing that, you're not having a pure relationship with your wife. That's a better answer. Well done. Good work. I, look, I think that it's. Um, I think it's difficult. The I, I support Huddersfield Town. Yeah. I do at times have a little crush on a team whereby I, I enjoy the way they play football. Uh, I enjoy some of the players. You know, I, I remember fucking loving Festino Aspria. Yeah. Like um, and and that whole period so of Newcastle. But 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 I, I love that you know and and every now and again there's a foreign club that captures your imagination. I remember when Gaza went to Lazio and there was Giuseppe Signore up top and I fucking loved him, left peg on him, lovely footballer. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, like Danny Dicchio went to Sampdoria. Mm. So I thought, go on, yeah, good luck. To you. Yeah, yeah, but it's what you're so, saying. So, so you end up looking out for them, and, and but I don't know if that's supporting them. No, they're not a mistress, are they? They're they're just appreciating the a, 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 page three. Yeah, well, page three, or just a, a lady, an attractive lady who works in Sainsbury's. Yeah, yeah. or is it that's, what's it? Hoes in different area codes. Yeah, different leagues. Is it is it okay? I don't know. <laughs> it's not okay for you to say hoes in different area <laughs> codes. That's not okay, James. Okay. Yeah, you want, that wasn't for you. Well, to that wasn't fail fast. Yeah, got to fail fast. Always playing that back, but the. The thing is, is as well, right? It's like language. Um, at one point, language was a certain way, right? Mm. And it was proper English. And then people started to get pissed off with the way that young people speak. And then it's evolved, and it's emojis, and it's and it's code and stuff, and things like lol, and and certain people kind of don't like that, right? And who's to say who's right? I think language is the right of whoever's speaking it, and 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 your age group so and, and your yeah. culture, yeah. And it's like that in football because. The rules when I started watching football as a kid, it's changed now. And a lot of kids have grown up on this. Um, you know, you, you didn't have all the football on the TV. If you wanted to watch the footy, if I wanted to watch Huddersfield Town as a kid, you go to the match. That's your only option. Mm. Nowadays, you can get illegal streams of things. You can kind of watch all these foreign leagues. You didn't have. You'd, you'd only discover players at the World Cup. You, you might have heard about oh, the Loudrup brothers or something like that. And, but you didn't see them. It wasn't readily available like it is now. Mm. So for me, it feels wrong because I've grown up in a world where you support a team, that means going and watching them. Yeah. Mm. But for a kid that's grown up in an era where 
where football's omnipresent mm. and you can find out all this information about different teams and you can play as them on FIFA and all that stuff, which you couldn't again as a kid. Yeah. Who am I to say you can only support one team? Because supporting a team means something very different. Just like Facebook mm. redefined what a friend means. To me, a friend is someone that you actually fucking know, you actually hang out with. Mm. But it's not that people can have these genuine relationships with people around the world because mm. technology allows you to be closer to things. Um, so it allows you to access things that... Um, Regardless of geographic, geographical yeah, boundaries. Yeah, you, you can swipe less. So, so I've been banging in forty-five minutes now. All right, Adam. There you go. <laughs> she <laughs> might. The Sainsbury's girl might be on, but you need to try happen though, because that's location based. Put on yeah. happen. Go in there. Go in. If there. she's on there, Ad, just, yeah. just make dr- it happen. Just, yeah, exactly. You got to go and talk to her. You've got to do it, mate. Adam, this lunchtime, got actually. Got mate. You got to. Ad, can you promise for me that us. you're going to do it? Because they're no. going to want to know. They want to know. They're going to want to know. They're going to want a selfie of you two. What did you say? Said maybe. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Tune in next it. week to find that. Definitely maybe. maybe is a yes. That's a, I've always lived my life by that. Um, maybe is a yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. I'll leave that there. Um, there's there's <laughs> one. What's your answer to? Well, yeah. I, um, I'm 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 of the I'm of the opinion that any team that isn't Tottenham is my enemy. <laughs> Every single one. Anyone who comes, no matter how small they are, I want them to get destroyed at White Hart Lane. And if I'm going to their area, I want to destroy them. That's how I feel. Yeah. But. But you're allowed look, to have a mistress. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. The, I definitely am not. I'm in a very loving and healthy relationship. Um, with, three, all, with, with three different women. Yeah, ask any of them. I'm in a monogamous, very happy relationship. And I, I want that to be clear that all this shit I say on camera is a joke. All right? Joke. Um, it is. No, it genuinely is. That sounded like I was lying. It's a joke. Uh, uh, I. Um, where am I going? I, I, you got, I, you're I, going I, to so text finally, you. The one thing I wanted to say is I look out for Huddersfield results now because I know you and I know how, how this is making you happy. And, Q, and despite giving you stick in the office about QPR, I genuinely want QPR to win for you. Yeah, that's fine. That's um, nice. Until you come to White It's not a second team, is it? Not a second team. I don't think it's possible not to mm. feel the same. He even said Spurs is his favourite team, so I think he even knows the answer. think you can't carve up your heart like that. You can't. It's not, you're not allowed. I don't know. You're just not just allowed. I just don't think you're allowed to to force anyone into some kind of belief system yeah, that you have. If, if there's a young guy mm. who wants to support, thinks he supports Barcelona, thinks he supports Dortmund and thinks he supports Huddersfield Town, mm. as unlikely as that is, that's his right, you know? Yeah, fair enough. All right, it's been a good podcast. Enjoyed this. Um, remember to leave your questions, hashtag pod questions, and to comment below if you're watching us on YouTube. If you want to find it, it's a long Ball Street podcast on YouTube. Get a nice little community down there. He's a lovely community. I, I like it. You get the odd drunk person. That yeah, you get a, a couple thing. of mental people going, going yeah. off the rails somewhat. You just worry about it when you see that because you think you've got an anger issue with the world. Yeah, so just a bit, some people should be a little bit nicer. In the but, that, you know, it's lovely. Yeah, they should <laughs> be. But the, uh, if you're listening to this um, on iTunes or SoundCloud, because yeah. um, that's where this started before we started filming it, you know, and, and we've got a really good, uh, strong... Loyal audience on there. Yeah. Um, we like you. Thank you for uh, for always downloading. Yeah. Um, and if you want to come and join us and, and comment on YouTube where we can see it or, or hit us up on Twitter, yeah. um, we, we love interacting with you guys and we genuinely do enjoy a lot of the conversations that happen afterwards. It's a, it is a lovely little community I lo- that I we've love, formed. I love podcasting, but there's one thing that it doesn't give you is an opportunity to, to interact with each other, with, with people that listen. No, but you do see, you know, the um, every now and again I go on and check out the reviews mm. and you get so 
is there some awesome stuff that people say on there that in, in, everyone's a five star review ultimately really? and people have said so there must be like 50, 60 go comments leave, on there go and leave some reviews yeah. you, you in the YouTube comments no they'll be bad reviews because you know it's how YouTube rolls isn't it they're not going to go there and do something nice you they? stay away from some, our yeah. you <laughs> stay away from our <laughs> yeah, iTunes no. reviews yeah but no if Go on there and tell us that you a YouTube watcher that's giving us a good review just just because you're, yeah. cool, you're nice like that. Yeah, and and if you do, we'll give you a prize. Mm. James, <laughs> you get you get you get James. You get to be James's mistress, Nyla, who's who's one of our. Yeah, she uh, likes James. She likes James. She does. That's it, right? Yeah, yeah. She's a Spurs fan. Yeah, she is. She's a fan. She, she, well. she like you then? She's of course she likes me, but the uh, <laughs> she likes you. She'll like this. She'll like Nyla. If you're watching, one evening with James, do whatever you want with him. If leave us us a positive, do whatever you want with him. Tell us what you do with him in that in that evening. Yeah, yeah, give us a review. James is very good at chess. (laughs) (laughs) Say chess. Chess. Say chest. No, he's very good at chess. And also, girl from Sainsbury's, if you're watching, maybe maybe come and get him here. You know, why Uh, should Adam go to you? It's 2017. Maybe you should come here. Yeah, come on, girl from Sainsbury's. If you know the girl from Sainsbury's in Victoria, that's a rocket. Yeah, give her a nudge. Show her this. Show her Adam a couple of weeks ago. Make my dreams come true by going out with Adam. (laughs) Great way to finish. Hit stop, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.